0: Hey everybody, welcome to episode 287 of the podcast that goes snicked. Snicked. (laughs) That's terrible, sorry. (laughs) Anyway, I'm your host, Jason Venable, and um, we're here to talk about the last number one for our Hunt for Wolverine miniseries, Mystery and Madripoor. Now, I'm flying solo with the dulcet tones that rock the night. Yes, my super sexy voice. And, uh, Denise is, um, pretty much coughing her lungs out. So I gave her the night off. Aren't I sweet? (laughs) Anyway. And plus, I don't think she really cared for this issue. Um, so it's kind of a win-win for her. Um. But yeah, we're going to talk about, uh, Mystery of Madripoor number one. Uh, we'll also catch up with a couple other books. Um. Probably make this a pretty quick episode because my throat hurts. (laughs) But, um yeah we've just uh you know as as with most hashtag toddler life um our two-year-old was a patient zero or at least in our household who knows at his daycare all those monkeys are probably patient zeros but um yeah brought home a pretty nasty bug that wiped him out and then consequently is in the process of wiping out the rest of us so um that's just kind of how it goes um yeah, you know, it's kind of a it's kind of a toss up. You know, I, I ended up having to take off uh, most of the last week, and I enjoyed the extra time with the with the little one, the extra snuggles. But you know, he also had, also had him coughing in my face for about no four days in a row. So um, anyway, that was just the breaks. He's he's still a cutie even when he's sick, and um, it's been yeah. Anyway, enough of that. I mean, he really cares. We got we got some hunt for Wolverine to talk about. Shh. I'm Haunting Wolverines. But, um, before we get to that, so last time, Denise and I were talking, uh, we talked about the new Wolverine number one that comes out in September. And some dominoes kind of fell over since then. I I, I put this in the tweet and want to fully disclaim it now. I have no inside baseball. I haven't really seen any specific rumors. This is just my guess, my reading of the tea leaves, if you will, my, my reading of the stars on what I think is going to happen. And and I have maybe a reason to believe I'm right. And we'll get we'll get to that in just a second. It's, it's kind of coincidental, tangential, experimental. <laughs> I can't keep going. Sorry. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm fine rhyming and stealing. I'm not. But um, anyway... I, you know, obviously that I feel like we've talked about that Charles Soule was kind of in the driver's seat of, you know, he did Death and Wolverine. He did, um, which was good, right? Then, uh, he had kind of his hand in the, the poop pudding that was Wolverine's, but then, you know, he also, uh, you know, has kind of been kind of the CEO or, or whatever of the hunt for Wolverine. You know, he did the, the one shot he's doing the weapon Lost series and he'll do the, the dead end one as well. Um and you know his part in in Wolverine as a solo character has been pretty good. I think I think the Wolverines just went off the rails and I don't necessarily think that's all Soul's fault. I mean, just I don't know. And just maybe not the best use of all the characters. Um but anyway I mean, if you want to hear me gripe about me and Denise gripe about that, there's plenty of old episodes. That covered that weekly series, and you can hear all our our thoughts and all their banality um there um but I think it's kind of maybe safe to assume that he will at least kick off the new logan series, the new Wolverine number one maybe i I think he could do a pretty good job with it, just focusing on logan right i think I think there's some some things he could do real good with that because. I've said before, you know, we've been up and down on the podcast. It's been a tumultuous relationship. Uh, And that I haven't loved Astonishing X-Men as a team book. But his Darth Vader is great. Focusing on one troubled, broken character, right? And his Daredevil book has been astounding. Um, Really, really good. Really well written. And I think he can, you know, duplicate some of that magic on just Logan. And not worrying about You know, like a Weapon X or an X-Force, hopefully. Like, just really focus on Logan. I think he could do a really good job. Also, I was really looking forward to, after the Old Man Logan and Deadpool miniseries, Mike Kinderson uh, was going to join Charles Soule on Daredevil. And has, right? The last couple issues he's done have been excellent. Um, A little bit stalkier Daredevil than I was expecting but, but still, really great art. Really cool art. Uh, you can draw ninjas. Like, nobody's business. Um, and it's just, just really awesome. And, but then, this really kick-ass trailer, you know, if you want to call it that, came out for the new creative team on Daredevil, which will still be Charles Soule, but Phil Noto is going to be doing the art, he'll mean, the new, like, main artist, and he kind of did, like, a an animated comic art, like, little trailer with some really, like, uh ish music um, to it that was really cool, and um, I'm excited about that, but I was kind of bummed that Henderson's not going to be on the book very long. I was really hoping that him and Soul would do something akin to the Soul Garney run, which, you know, had some guest artists, but it was a nice, like, chunky run that was really good on the book, and I was hoping soul and henderson did the same thing but then i saw that you know noto is coming on in the not too distant future around august i think was the announcement but it made me think okay wait a second henderson was announced as the daredevil artist now he's not going to be the daredevil artist he did a really great job on old man logan in that deadpool miniseries this change in Daredevil happens right before Wolverine comes out. Like, I'm not claiming I'm a genius and putting these clues together. It just occurred to me that, oh, I bet that the Wolverine number one is going to be by Charles Soule and Mike Kinderson, And if you can throw, like, somehow Lee Luffridge on the colors on that, like, that's that's a dream team type book. I mean, that's it gets me really excited. And so... Anyway, like I said, pure conjecture. I am, other than just kind of saying, oh, th- these dots might connect. Um, I have no insider information, no no real rumors I've seen. I just kind of put that together and thought it'd be cool. And I tweeted it. Well, not trying to read too much into this. It could just be, yeah, that's cool, dude. That would be cool. I'd love to do it but I'm not, <laughs> you know. But, but, Mike Henderson liked my tweet. And so, I'm um, just saying. You know, maybe he was, you know, a tip of the cap. Like, yeah, maybe that is what I'm working on next. I don't know. <coughs> Excuse me. That'd be pretty rad, right, guys? I mean, I don't know. Let me know what you think. Actually, you know what? It would be cool. Um, either on the Facebook page or on the Twitter. Um, send me. Um, it can either either or. You can either do like your dream team for the new. I mean, make it realistic. Like people that are working now right but like the current dream team for the upcoming Wolverine number one or you know if you're a betting man where you're putting your money I'm putting my money on Sol and Henderson but like I said who knows but you know I, I'd be interested to hear what other people think you know like I said it can go either way it could be this is who I'd love to see on it um you know another person I wouldn't mind seeing David Marquez <laughs> maybe but I think he's uh I think he's lining up for some Avengers work uh after um Oh um, my goodness, his arc is done. So I'm pretty sure that's sewn up, which is gonna be also really awesome because David Marquez is a beast. Um But yeah, anyway, um Just thought that was was cool and worth worth talking about. <laughs> so <laughs> So before we get to the new book, um, Aaron Ackerman has been gracious enough to send me uh, lots of opinions on the, the hunt for Wolverine books we've been talking about. It's some really interesting stuff he has to say. So, uh, I just want to uh, go through some of what he, what he sent me because a, I want to encourage everyone to, to, um, contribute to the show. If you so desire, no pressure, but if that's something you're into, like send stuff my way because I will obviously talk about it. <laughs> uh, i I'm about to, um, also just want to give a, a special shout out to Aaron. Um, it's been really fun talking to him, and, you know, he kind of, I was kind of on the fence, you know, maybe waiting for the uh, the Wolverine Long Night podcast to, because uh, there's going to be a free version eventually, and I was kind of going to wait for it, and he was like, this is really cool, you should check it out, and so I kind of bit the bullet and did it, and, you know, I've been, been working on trying to get our, the stars to align and get him on the show, and... It hasn't been super easy with my schedule between, uh, sick kids and, and bathroom remodels and, and work and, you know, trying to plan some little vacations, um, it's been hard for me to get that together, but he's been super cool about it, super gracious, and just like, hey dude, whenever, and, um, and so Aaron, if you're listening, uh, by the time you hear this, you should already have some, uh, tentative dates maybe, so we're closer to making that happen, I'm excited to get him on the show, um anyway uh so here's what he had to say about uh the Adamanium agenda number one he gave it five out of six claws which i think i think we both gave it six so he's right there with us right i mean not much difference um he loved the art he loved how they captured a more short and stout wolverine in the art yeah that was pretty cool right uh silva's wolverine was a little more i don't want to say th- thuggish isn't the right word gruntish probably is not a real word um and Neanderthal is too. It's not quite right, but, um. Yeah, it's just a very squatty Wolverine. Short and stout. I mean, what, I don't know why I'm trying to change what Aaron said. He said it right, the, the, the right way. Um, anyway, um, he said his favorite panel was a split panel of Wolverine's face as he pulled the switch to the bomb. That was a great panel. You're right. Um, and the way he was barking down, and. Or, um, wait. Right. He corrected that. Where, what are you doing there? Bearing down. Yeah, not barking down. Um, he was bearing down and waiting for the blast. It was pretty cool. Um, that's my Wolverine for sure, he said, and I agree. Uh rest of the book was great. Uh, he liked the team and he's excited to see more. And um, really felt like the team cares for Wolverine and, or Logan, right? I don't know if we talked about that as much, but I, I really think that's right. Uh, that's a good insight, Aaron. Um, You do really felt like you know it wasn't just oh we made a promise we got to keep it because sometimes right in life you make promises and relationships maybe go a different way you still feel obligated but maybe you don't feel impassioned i feel like all these this cast of characters in the in this team for the adamantium agenda not they don't just feel obligated i'm sure they do but they feel impassioned um almost like uh, what's the word i'm looking for um i get special for them to do this together not something they have to do i don't know I, yeah i get that vibe a lot that's really cool um and when he's on i want to talk about this so aaron make sure i don't forget uh he mentions that uh he's an artist um and that he likes that denise and, and him have um similar taste in art styles and so i want to i want to talk some more about that that art thing when he's on um i'm really interested in that and hey mate, maybe uh, send me some some wolverine fan art that'd be cool put it on the facebook and on the twitter um no pressure i'm sorry you know here here's Aaron. super nice being gracious of me and my schedule about coming on sending me all kinds of great message messages and i'm just like hey what can you do for me because <laughs> i'm a jerk sorry um no, but if you feel so inclined, or if you already have something you've already done, just shoot me a picture of it. That'd be cool. I would love to see it. As a fan. Not not as a... I'm, I'm trying to get you to do stuff for me. <laughs> I'm going to quit backpedaling. I'd like to see it. There. <laughs> oh, man. My head is a cloud. Actually, it's more like a brick. My head's like a brick. Um. Anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, Hunt from Wolverine, Claws of a Killer. He also gave it two out of six claws. Um... And kind of was, I think, expecting some of the same thing that I was expecting. Um, he said, being a big horror movie guy, I was really looking forward to the book, and it left me bummed out. The arc was lacking and seemed to rush. Coloring was very flat, and the s- story totally had him scratching his head. Did Wolverine just unleash a zombie apocalypse on everyone, and why? <laughs> and the team in the book is so old hat. The only thing he liked uh, was Strike's explanation of why she needs to kill Wolverine. I agree. Still think it doesn't fit what happened in in some of her later character development, but no, it, it does make sense and it's it's a cool reason. Um <laughs> He says he's hoping that Dawkins actually dies this time for a while. He's kinda over docking. I thought <laughs> no, that was funny. Um he apologized for being such a downer on the issue, but uh he said the series were were teeing up, had their bases loaded and then a big strikeout and he's hoping the next one'll be better. Um, and he went on to say later, he messaged me, messaged me later and said, uh, he said, I read this damn thing like four times. I don't think that Wolverine in the beginning is, maybe it's just the wolfie bork. <laughs> it just doesn't sound like him. <laughs> it can be, man. Maybe that is the, the fourth head that we were looking for. Maybe, yeah, maybe it is like some kind of weird Terminator Wolverine who, who started The Walking Dead there. I don't know. Um Yeah. <laughs> awesome okay so now he wants to talk oh so he's also going to talk about mystery from Magipor poor. We're going to wait and save that till after I go through it Um, actually probably what I'll do is because Denise gave me some thoughts too so I'll kind of go over the plot and I'll say what Denise thought and then I'll say what Aaron thought and then I'll kind of bridge the two together because I think I'm kind of in the middle so um, yeah so mystery in Poor number one written by Jim Zubb Art by Tony Silas. Colors by Felipe Sobriero. Letters by V.C. Josephino. Cover by Greg Land and Jason Keith. Um, And there's a variant cover by Chris Bacallo, who, that'll probably be the image for the episode. It's a really cool, like, it's it's interesting for Bacallo because it's kind of flat, like intentionally flat looking, like the shapes are really flat, Um, but it's Wolverine kind of lunged over on Psylocke's sword um, and she's holding him and stabbing him through the chest and then his blood kind of spreading out and then eventually going into Piccolo's signature. Um, and it's a pretty nice little cover. Um, the Grand Glen one is not bad. Um, i at Psylocke, flanked by our team here. It's going to be Storm, Jubilee, Domino, and Rogue. Uh, Kenny Pride, also kind of the leader of the team, maybe. But... Um, is uh, not on the cover. Uh, it's not a bad cover. Um, the faces are kind of weird in some places. And then Psylocke makes a weird V with her body. Um, but the colors are cool. So, anyway, cover is fine. Alright, so we start off. Now, the book is narrated by Psylocke, which I thought was cool. Because I love Psylocke. So, I was glad to see some of her inner voice. Um, it starts off with her remembering... Some sparring with Wolverine, which of course sparring with Wolverine means he's got his claws out and she's got a real katana blade and they're they're cutting at each other. Um, And then, um, yeah, so basically they fight under the Osaka sun. Is that the Coldplay song? I don't know. Um, But she talks about how great he was. Like he was savage, primal, stoic and honor bound, a hero, a warrior, a teacher, a friend, Logan, Wolverine, we all loved him. And those pages are pretty cool, and then it kind of... Well, anyway. Um, So then we meet our team, which of course is Psylocke, Kitty, Jubilee, Storm, Rogue, and Domino. Um, I was very... Not... It seemed to come out of nowhere that Domino is very antagonistic with the other characters. Like, I don't know why I'm helping you guys. I just liked Wolverine, but I hate y'all. Um... I didn't know that's where she was currently. Um, I mean, I know she's been on the Weapon X team lately. um, But she seems more kind of fun hanging loose. And even the stuff she's going through in her solo series, I just... If there's a history there, I don't remember it. And I certainly didn't think it was like now. Um, So it seemed really out of place to me. Um, Anyway, they land in Magipore. They're going to look for Magneto because they feel like... um, uh, he must have something. He must know something. You know, he's been a good guy, but is he really a good guy? He always goes back and forth. So, you know, it's, it was Wolverine's, Logan's home, his patch, and now Magneto's there with the 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 um, X Men Blue Team, and so they they meet Magneto, and so they think, and he agrees to meet him later, and because he has nothing to hide. <laughs> um, and so. Yeah, but then we find out that it's not really Magneto, it was a image by Mind Blast, which is funny, because Mind Blast um, is, you know, it's funny how these things work, and this happens to me a lot on the podcast, where flashbacks will coincide with regular issues, or other things I'm reading will coincide, like I'll get to things in the past that are happening now. So... In my flashback, we're about to do um, Marvel Comics Presents number 50 with the legendary John Wilson, and um, in that, we meet some of the original femme fatales for the first time, and just a couple, um, Bloodlust and Whiplash, who will later change her name, because Iron Man gets a Whiplash that uh, surpasses her, so she becomes like Coach Whip, or whatever she's called in this book here anyway, it's just interesting, because we're about to talk about that, and here they are, coming back for the first time in a long time. And also, um, as I will probably talk about when I talk to John, um, the Femme Fatales were in Amazing Spider-Man 340, which is the first Amazing Spider-Man I ever bought, like, new, off the rack. And so, it's just weird, all this is kind of tying together, and here they are, showing up in Mystery of Madripoor. We have Mind Blast, where they go, and they meet, um... (sighs) Excuse me, sorry, I'm losing my my head here. Um, they go to the Princess Bar and meet Holiday, and they say yashida, which is a code word, and he takes them to a secret room which just has a bunch of Logan's memories. And this part's really cool. Um, you know, there's a there's a scene where Storm gives Logan uh like a little panther head, which is really cool. Now when you think about it, um, in current continuity with their ties to Wakanda, um. But she gave it to him to represent family, right? It was back when they first met. And, um, you know, Rogue reads a letter that he kept from Carol Danvers asking Wolverine to kill Rogue. And obviously, he didn't, right? Um, and kind of betrayed, like, a really close friend to not do that, to do the right thing. And Rogue, you know, tears up, like, oh, wow, he he could have. like he could have honored his best friend's request and, and done me in for what I did. You know, a rogue doesn't have enough guilt about it anyway. Um, Yeah, and so they all just have these memories, and they decide, you know, (laughs) Kitty finds a photo of one of her sick costumes from the 80s when she was going through many, many costume changes. Um, And they get all dressed up for a night on the town. They go to this King's Impresario restaurant where they meet Magneto. Uh, which is one of the few panels I... Well, I like, yeah. Um, Magneto's hair is pretty cool. Um, it turns out it's not really him. It's a trap. And it's Mind Blast. And then Viper shows up with her new Femme Fatales. Uh, knockout takes out Rogue. Um, then, um... Not Scarlet. Uh, Sapphire. Sapphire, um... Argh. Sapphire Swift? No. What is it? Sapphire... Rap. Um. Sapphire Sticks. Good grief. From Marvel Comics presents the first story ever. Um. When we get. When Patch goes to Madripoor. She's there. Um. Bloodlust looks very very different. And doesn't have real claws. She has like Ninja Claws. Which I thought was really weird. Um. And Snake Whip is the name of Whiplash now. Um. Anyway. They take our heroes out. They capture a couple. Send the rest running, run in. And that's our story. Um. So Denise <coughs> hated this art. Um, she kind of liked the front part with Psylocke and Wolverine sparring but then did not like it at all after that. Um, did not like how I don't want to use the word inappropriate. I want to make value judgments for other people but lots of oddly sexual poses I think in places Um like, for example, the really cool scene where they go through the memories, there's, you know, Domino randomly in the back, like, with her butt in the air, licking her finger, which is weird. Maybe she's just trying to think, but it, I don't know. And then the super, I mean, obviously they're going to dress sexy to go out in the town, but I don't know. It just seems like everything's pelvis and, and boobs forward. And I, I get it, right? I'm Not really what I like either as much in my contemporary comic art also, like I said, didn't like that the Domino was super catty. And then the fight. I didn't really care for the fight. Um, knockout takes Rogue out way too easy. I mean, it's her name. Just because she says I'm Knockout doesn't mean she gets to knock everybody out. Especially Rogue. I put her on Jubilee or Domino or something. Um, <coughs> I did like seeing Sapphire Sticks. I liked seeing Viper. Anyway, I didn't care for the art. Uh, Denise really hated the art and that took her so far out of the story. She couldn't really get into it at all. Um, and she gave this one out of six claws. Now, Aaron's going to be on the other extreme. If I can get back to where I was here. Um, he gave it five out of six claws. Um, interesting. Cause he says at first he wasn't on board with the art, but for whatever reason, he started to enjoy it about halfway through the book. You love the all, all girl team in this book and the way they introduce the characters for all the new readers out there, which I agree with that part. Psylocke's um, narration through the book was great. Also agree. The highlight of the book was when they landed in a Madripoor and showed up at the Princess Bar with Logan's secret room with all the me- mementos from his past. Double thumbs up. Yeah, that was that was cool. He also really liked the pacing. He thought it was a highlight. The, the book had a really good pacing for him. Um, the only thing that was off-putting for him was Mind Blast and the Femme Fatales, I uh, thought the dialogue was very 1985. Fine action, but a little too cheesy. And he was going to take two claws away for it, but he gave one back for Sapphire Sticks showing up. Uh, great nod to Marvel Comics Presents number one. Um, so with all that being said, he's very excited to see what's next with the book um, and concluded that three out of the four books ain't bad. He'll take that as a win. So he ended up giving it five out of six claws. I... And I'm going to exactly split the difference and give it three out of six claws. I did not like the art um, really much at all. Um, it kind of got worse for me as it went. I did kind of like the colors. Um, but, you know. But I agree. I think there's some cool nods to Wolverine's past. Um, and so, I thought it was a good start to the book. So, I'll, I'm going to split the difference. Three out of six claws for me. And so, that is Mystery of Madripoor number one. All right, guys, I'm back. Went and blew my nose about a thousand times and uh, got some good water, took a decongestant. (laughs) Hopefully I'll be a little more coherent and not sound as gross. So, yeah. So, I mean, that's pretty much it. We're just going to wrap up with a couple of quick issues. Um, Old Man Logan number 40 is Glob Loves Man Kills Part 2, written by Ed Brisson, art by Ibrahim Roberson, in colors by Carlos Lopez, letters by VCs Corey Pettit, woohoo! And the cover is by uh, Mike Diodato Jr. and Carlos Lopez. It's a pretty cool cover. Um, we have Glob Herman giving Old Man Logan a fastball special. Um, he's got his claws out. So left hand adamantium, right hand bone. Um, kind of looks like he's in pain though. <laughs> like, like maybe it wasn't the best fastball special he's ever had. Um. But it's a pretty cool cover. All right, so remember, um, the purifiers tricked Glob on a mutant dating website, um, and they said if you don't want to kill your girlfriend, then you're gonna go blow up the uh, the school in Central Park. And old man Logan shows back up on his motorbike, right as Glob gets there, and he's got a big trench coat on, he's got a bomb strapped in, and they're like, "Dude, we told you not to wear a coat. Just you know." go glob but of course logan can smell it he's like wait a second but glob runs inside blows up the bomb and he's just sitting there because it doesn't hurt him he's like i'm sorry we're gonna kill her and the purifiers show up um glob's a mess oh man logan at this point he's like all right well we don't have time for this just everyone do what you need to do and he grabs a couple of kids sends the rest of the danger room and they start cracking some purifier heads. Um, There's a funny little moments with the knoll and Eye Boy in the Danger Room. Um, poor Glob's just miserable. And then we were really happy, Denise and I, last time that Sasha, the girlfriend or date, was kidnapped and not a trick. But it turns out she actually is a trick. She's a purifier, and she's like, "How can I love you? You're gross." <coughs> And so that's a little disappointing, but, um, anyway, shark girl beats her up and says, no one treats my friend that way. And there's some nice little moments of they're like, Hey, dude, we love you. You yeah, know, I don't feel so bad. And then the last purifier guy gets to the danger room. He's going to blow away eyeball, but Glob knocks him out. And that's the story. And at the end, old man, Logan and Glob are sitting on the stoop. Old man, Logan's drinking a beer. And Glove's like, I'm so sorry. I should have been able to see through this. No one could love me. (coughs) And old man man Logan is like, you kidding? Look at this school. Look at all these friends you have. Everybody loves you. And the fun line where he says, this short, hairy, ill-tempered, borderline alcoholic Canadian can find someone, and so can you. And he walks off, rides off into the sunset on his motorbike. Um, Art's really good. Robinson's really... Stepped up his game for Old Man Logan. I think he's just allowed to draw his own way. I I said that before. Um, His stuff in Weapon X was, eh. But he's really kind of stepped up and really enjoyed the art and the colors as well. Uh, The story was fine. Like like I said, the girl turning out to be a bad guy was a little disappointing. I thought we had avoided the cliche, but it turns out we didn't. But, But the dialogue's really good the story in and of itself is, is fine. It's it's all the all the dialogue. Um and old man Logan's a nice grumpy mentor, which is what you want for Logan to be at the school, right? You no? Know? He's rough around the edges but really cares for the kids. And so even though he leaves at the end <laughs> in this story, um if it, I mean really the only when old man Logan works the best is when you only really know he's Old Man Logan because he's gray. And this this kind of one of those stories that this could have easily just been regular Man Logan. And it would have worked just fine. It felt like Logan. It didn't feel like, I'm Grandpa. Um, so anyway, I'm going to give Old Man Logan number 40 4 out of 6 claws. Alright, so last we have Weapon X number 18, Red Dead Ascension. Um, written by Greg Pak and Fred Van Linty. Art by Yodere Senar. Colors by Frank Diamarda. Letters by V.C. Joe Caramagna. And the cover is by Raza. And on the cover we have Omega Red fighting Warpath and Old Man Logan being dragged across the floor by his claws with big claw marks in the floor. It's okay. Excuse me. So this is part two of Sabretooth in charge. Omega Red has captured Sabretooth. He's dragging him through the snow. Sabertooth's trying to get inside his head can't. Warpath and Domino are fighting inside with a death strike against the mutants that were freed but are still under Omega Red's control. It's not going well. Sabretooth cuts his arms so some Siberian tigers come in and tackle him. Um, actually, the best panel on the page is the tigers jumping out. Um Warpath gets mad. He's like, we're trying to save you dumb guys. And and the team... Omega Red, I guess, gets far enough that he can't control anymore, so all the kids are like, oh, wait, you are trying to help us. So the team wants to go find Sabretooth, but Warpath's like, nope. And Domino's like, of course we are. <laughs> Excuse me. And then Warpath and Domino, who have been an item, break up. And go their separate ways, philosophical differences. Warpath's like, I'm not a mercenary. And... Domino's like, judging much? And he's like, I'm not judging you. And I really like this line. She looks at him and says, sure you are. And he's like, okay, maybe a little. But I'm helping these kids. You go after Sabretooth if you want. And it feels like a breakup. And that that actually was the best part of the story. Um, so Sabretooth eventually decides to help Omega Red fight the Tigers because he's going to try to convince Omega Red that, you know, they should be on a team together. Um... And so I I guess that's what they're gonna do. They kill all the tigers except for the baby cub they find and bite Sabretooth's finger. He's like, oh, good kitty. (laughs) Let's go all be animals together. And Sabretooth has a a hero complex. He's like, I'm the best X-Man ever. As he walks off into the snow with Omega Red. And we know Warpath calls out the rest of the team that Sabretooth's been talking to someone else behind the scenes. There's some betrayal going on. And Again, trying to tie all this into the claws of a killer story is a little bit of a head-scratcher, but, um... Uh, the art of this is not that great. Oh, I uh, Let me rephrase that. It's not much to my liking. Uh, I haven't really been enjoying this book, but there's a little more personal stuff in this particular chapter. Um... I don't know. I mean, Sabretooth is, uh... Interesting. He's trying to get inside Omega Red's head um gosh i don't know if i can give this three claws or not i kind of want to i don't know if it's quite there um it's a step up i've been giving this book ones lately i I really like the part between warpath and domino though that, that makes for good storytelling yeah you know what i'll be nice because i feel terrible like, just in general. I gotta feel really bad, guys. <laughs> but I need to stop this episode and, and get on with trying to feel better. So, but I'm gonna give Weapon X number 18 a very generous three out of six clause. Um, you know, feel free to disagree. Or if you like it a lot, feel free to disagree as well. Let me know. So, um, anyway, I'm sorry this episode was kind of messy, but so were the books we talked about, so I guess it goes hand in hand. It's It's tonally consistent. (laughs) Awesome. Well, I hope everybody out there is feeling okay. Um, As always, for the podcast that goes snicked, uh, you can like the Facebook page. Twitter is at snickcast. Show notes and stuff are at snickcast.podbean.com. And um, yeah, you know what? Until next time, hugs and snicks, everybody. Let that healing factor just wash over you. Everybody feel better. And we'll see you next time. And snacked.